Milano let out a groan as he opened his eyes, being instantly greeted by darkness. Huh? Confused and surprised at this sudden event, the Wendigo boy jolted to attention, whipping his head around to try and figure out where the fuck he was. He wasn't in the cave beside Six. He was in some dark void with no sound. Even when he stood up on his feet, he couldn't see or hear jack shit. <clears throat> Mono gave a faint swallow as he looked around, hoping to find a sight that would be comforting to him. <gasps> the boy let a sharp gasp exit his lips as he saw kids. But not just any kids. Kids that he either knew or didn't know from the house. They were surrounding him on all sides, eyes blacked out, some calling out to him while others didn't, and despite his heightened sense of hearing, Mono could barely make out what they were saying. However, they had all been turned into black, glitching shadows, twitching and shaking uncontrollably as if they were cold and alone, something that the trench coat boy feared the most than anything else. Mono felt his throat tighten in fear as his light blue eyes darted around the crowd, feeling very uncomfortable without his paper bag mask covering his face as he felt accusatory eyes burning through him like he was a monster, like the thin man. Fingers were pointed, hateful words were shouted, yet Mono couldn't hear them. Finally, the shades disappeared, but another form replaced them. A young boy with raven snow hair wearing a brown leather coat. His eyes were also blacked out, but Mono could make out the silver and green beneath. His image disappeared and was replaced by the image of a tall, thin man in a large broadcasting tower reaching out toward him. <laughs> Mono shot up in his bed, panting heavily for breath. Sweat drenched his head, his hair stuck to the sides of his head and his forehead. His entire body felt uncomfortably warm, more than what he'd usually be in the summer, even without his trench coat. A faint pressure in his bladder that he ignored in favor of sleeping reunited itself with a vengeance. <coughs> Mono squeaked quietly in embarrassment, clasping both his hands over his crotch as he readjusted himself in his makeshift bed of bold blankets pillows and mattresses, face turning dark red. A low female groan from right beside him caught his attention, making him curse under his breath and turn his head in the direction of Six. The girl was turned on her side, facing away from Mono, body covered with blankets and head still on the pillow, but she was thankfully still asleep. <sighs> The boy let out a sigh of relief seeing this. At least his thrashing and crying didn't wake her from her fitful sleep. His hand reached out and gently ran itself through the sleeping girl's black hair, brushing aside several loose strands so they could hang behind her ears. As he did this, he felt the pressure in his bladder increase, making him very uncomfortable in his spot. He knew he needed to leave and relieve himself because these pants were his only ones currently. Gently, Mono brushed aside Six's bangs and laid a sweet, soft kiss on her forehead, leaving a warm lingering of his love on her. <laughs> Six let out a little grumble at this action, but she continued sleeping, 
something that made Mono chuckle softly. Stumbling a bit, considering his legs were tangled up by the blankets, Mono got up from his bed and walked out of the cave, his bare feet slapping the rocky floor as he moved. As he made it to the entrance of the cave, his blue eyes were hit by bright sunlight that made him hiss and back up a few steps. <sighs> Groaning in pain, Mono raised both his hands up to his face and rubbed his eyes well, clearing most of the fogginess from them. When he lowered them, he blinked several times to readjust his eyes to the light. They burned slightly, as they were more used to the darkness of the wilderness, but at least the boy was able to see where he was. He recognized the place in an instant, as this was the same clearing he and Six had stopped in the night prior, the night they killed that rabbit. Mono winced slightly, but shook his head focusing more on the environment than anything else, as he needed to really badly piss. Holding his crotch, Mono looked around the forest till he found a good tree, hid behind it, and did his business. When the boy was finished, he let out a sigh of relief as he zipped up his pants, wandering back to the cave where he and Six had set up their base. As he walked towards it, his mind flashed back to the dream, or nightmare, he had. He let out a breath through his nose, hand massaging his temples. That was an interesting dream, to say the least. Truth be told, Mono had dreams about the Thin Man and the Signal Tower before in the house, before the attack. Each one more stranger than the last. Some involved the Thin Man, others involved the Signal Tower, balls of flesh and eyeballs staring at him as he zipped through a TV. And that was just the tip of the iceberg. But out of all the dreams, this was the strangest one, for lack of a better word, and admittedly, a little creepy. The soundless void, the glitching remains of the other kids at the house, the boy with the raven's snow-colored hair, and finally, the aforementioned signal tower and thin man. <laughs> Mono shuddered violently at the glitchy remains of the kids of the house. Though they weren't close enough to Mono minus one to be considered friends, they were still comrades and helped each other whenever the situation called for it. Well, the raven-snowed-haired boy was one Mono was a bit closer to than the others. Les. The trenchcoat boy didn't know too much about the mismatched-eyed boy, much like the other boys and girls, considering Les tended to keep to himself but Mono still liked the other boy's company regardless. There wasn't much to do for the two, besides surviving, obviously. But one thing Mono enjoyed was taking the other boy out for morning walks while holding his hand, much like what he was doing with Six. He paused at the entrance when he felt his stomach growl and a feeling of hunger stab him in the gut. The boy paused in his tracks, letting out a groan of pain as he brought a hand up to his stomach rubbing it gently to try to calm it down. Obviously, it didn't work as well as it could, but still, his stomach did ease after a few seconds, so that was a relief. But still, he knew he couldn't just stand around with a hungry stomach, especially when he had an easy solution in sight and a second companion who was just as hungry as him. As tempting as it would be to sneak back into bed and cuddle six, Mono figured while he was up, he should make breakfast and he knew where he should start.
Six opened her eyes. Darkness was the first thing to greet her. The entire world had changed from a lush, quiet forest to a land of nothing but black. So dark, Six couldn't see her own hands in front of her face. Huh? Confused and a little bit scared, Six carefully walked forward, or at least the way she thought was forward. It was too dark for her to really tell which way she was going. In fact, for all she knew, she could be going in any direction. The void simply looked the same and would probably take her to the same location no matter where she went. The void was soundless, like someone had simply hit the mute button for the entire world. No matter how hard and heavy she made her footsteps, no sound would come to Six's ears. This was strange to her. Despite not knowing full well about this power she had, Six knew she had heightened hearing, so she should have at least heard something. Hell, even a pin dropping to the ground somewhere in the distance would have been comforting. Something was wrong. Six's gut feeling told her that much. Something was very wrong here. But the thing that was off was something that Six couldn't put her finger on. Regardless of what it was, Every nerve in Six's brain was on edge, as her body was on high alert by now. Instinct that Six didn't know existed within her told her to be on guard, as there could be something ready and waiting to jump out at her if she wasn't careful. Six pulled back her lips, exposing her sharp, daggered teeth and flexed out her claws, ready to fight whoever decided to show themselves to her. Six didn't feel her hunger bubbling within her tiny gut. This was... odd, but honestly she wasn't complaining. At least there was something the void did right for her. The silence was suddenly interrupted by a light sound from somewhere around the little girl. <gasps> Six stopped dead in her tracks and her ears perked up, listening hard for the source of the noise. It was hard for her to hear at first, since it was so faint but it became more and more clear as the sound went on, almost like the source was coming closer. <sighs> Despite herself, Six tensed up in fear. Her eyes widened, her breathing became shaky. Her chest fanned up and down heavily with each breath she took. She whipped her head around in a full circle in an attempt to find the source of the noise, but there was only darkness perfect for whoever was sneaking up on her. Not good for Six, as she had no idea where her foe or her prey could be by now. Faster than Six could blink, a hand suddenly reached out from the darkness and grabbed around her middle, and with force she never thought was possible, she was dragged off into the darkness, her screams echoing deeper before they faded along with the rest of the world around her. <gasps> Six awoke with a gasp. She panted heavily as she shot up from her position on her makeshift bed. Her body soaked in sweat, and her heart racing a mile a minute. Her eyes darted around the unknown area for a few seconds, trying to figure out where the hell she was. 
Six quickly blinked a few times as her vision was blurry from terror and tears that she hated to shed. As it cleared, reality started to set in as she realized where she really was. She wasn't in a dark, empty void. Well, it was dark in the place she was lying in. But Six could still make out the dry stone walls of the cave she and Mono had taken camp in after their first hunt together. Upon realizing this, <sighs> Six let out a sigh of relief. Dropping back onto the old, mostly clean mattress Mono had stolen from another abandoned cabin that didn't belong to the hunter, thankfully for them. Throwing her blanket back over her body, loving the softness and warmth it gave off as she shut her eyes, ready to fall back asleep again. She reached one of her arms over to the right where she knew Mono's bed was. However, she only felt a mattress and a set of old blankets, but no sign of the trench coat wearing boy. Huh? In an instant, Six's eyes opened and she shot up in her bed once again but with more force than last time, surprising confusion printed on her face. He was... lying right there, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Six had seen him make his bed yesterday and fall asleep in it. Plus, the blankets and sheets were tossed aside, a sign that he had been here. So where the hell was he? She didn't hear him getting up in the middle of the night for any reason as the two were exhausted from yesterday. If she had, then she must have assumed it wasn't anything too important. For all she knew, he could have gotten up to piss and she wouldn't be none the wiser, and it probably was the same case. Well, sort of. As Six sat there in silence, she thought she heard the sound of whistling from the outside. Mono's whistling, and from the sounds of things, he seemed to be in a good mood. But that wasn't the only surprise. As Six crawled more out from her bed, she caught the scent of fish, fresh fish, and smoke, from a fire, no doubt. After all, there was no other source that could produce that much smoke. Fresh fish and a roaring fire could only mean one thing. Breakfast was caught and ready. Good. She was starving as always, as evidenced by the loud growling in her now empty stomach creating a loud echo in the cave that would have frightened any swarm of bats if they happened to live in the same location as her. But there was no such thing as she and Mono had picked the emptiest cave they could find. If there were any bears in the woods, then they didn't want to be in the same room as them. Drool started to drip from her mouth, and her eyes went even wider. Without warning, Six sprinted down the cave hall, passing by their beds and the stone walls in the process. The trip to the outside only took a few seconds, since the cave wasn't too long. So when the light of the sun hit her face, she knew she made it. The little girl blinked a couple of times, trying to get her blue eyes to adjust to the light, since they were more used to the darkness of the night that once clouded the forest. But as the sting in her eyes eased, she caught sight of Mono, the boy in question standing by a roaring campfire that he had set up in a freshly dug pit resting outside the cave. In his clawed hands was a large, thick stick that held pieces of fish he had torn apart so he could roast them properly. He happily whistled a little tune as he cooked the fish, pulled the food back from the fire, and pulled the cooked fish off the stick before putting some more on to roast. It appeared that Mono had decided to get up early and hunt for breakfast while Six was still asleep in bed.
growling in her empty stomach grew louder, and more drool passed her lips as she stared at the feast of cooked fish. Man, she was hungry! The growling of her stomach must have been quite loud as it got the attention of Mono, almost causing him to drop the stick into the fire. Mono turned his head around in an almost full circle before his eyes focused on the little girl a few inches away from him. His sclera was no longer black, but Six hardly noticed it. She was more focused on the food. The boy smiled and shot her a friendly wave. Six snapped out of her trance and shot him a smile and wave of her own. Mono grinned even wider, showing off his teeth as he finished roasting the next set of fish before pulling them off and setting up two large pieces of bark with the cooked fish and a set of wild blackberries on the surface. So it looked like fish wasn't the only thing Mono gathered for her and him for breakfast. Ah, whatever. She was hungry and she would eat anything at this point. When the bark plates were set up, Six snatched the first one her friend held out and began devouring it. Uh, not the wood, but the fish. Though, her appetite would definitely give you that impression. Mono was startled at first, but after a few seconds, he laughed and collected his own plate, then chowed down on the fish and berries he collected from earlier in the morning. Hmm. He gave a satisfied huff and smile at his own cooking, despite it being his first time cooking meat over a fire. He must admit, the raw flesh he ate back at the hunter's cabin was good, but somehow, it cooked made it taste even better. And from the grunts of happiness Six made, she seemed to think so too. In seconds, the fish was gone and the berries were left. <sighs> Six shut her eyes, tongue out of her mouth as she licked her lips, which were locked in a happy, adorable smile that made Mono's heart ache as she rubbed her full belly. The same blue glow from last night engulfed her as the last bit of flesh went down her throat. Mono blushed lightly and paused in his meal to gaze at Six, who was still grinning that cute grin from before, making his cheeks redden even more in response. A soft rumbling in his belly pulled the boy out of his staring. He looked down at his stomach and his face flushed even more in response. Six took notice of this and giggled, her right hand covering her mouth to muffle them. <sighs> Mono sighed heavily as he went back to eating, trying to ignore Six's giggling that was as cute as her smile, but it was hard to stop his face from flushing as red as a beet. Jeez, were his feelings for Six becoming more bigger? Despite the rumbling of his stomach, Mono ate the fish on his piece of bark slowly savoring the taste of cooked fish and freshly grown blackberries in his mouth. Both were good, but the boy privately admitted to himself he liked the taste of blackberries better. They were sweet and had more flavor to them. It was a big contrast compared to the fish. He looked over to Six, a playful smirk appearing on his face as he picked up a leftover blackberry from his plate and planted it right onto her nose, getting red juice dripping down her cute little face. Huh? Six jolted backwards. Her eyes widened and her smile faded as surprise replaced itself on her face. <laughs> Mono giggled, putting a clawed hand up to his mouth as best as he could, but she heard it anyways. Hmm. 
Ziggs gave an annoyed huff at his antics. She looked down at her bark plate, finding some blackberries still there. <laughs> a playful, evil grin crossed itself on her lips, and she reached over to grab a berry. She did it so quickly and silently that Mono didn't see it coming till she had splatted it onto his face. Huh? The boy's smile faded as surprise took over. His mouth dropped open as the berry's juices dripped down his face into his mouth, giving him a taste of the sweet berry. He lifted his hand up to his face and rubbed off the bits of the broken berry before he brought it down, realizing that was all the mess was. He heard giggling and turned to find Six, covering her mouth with both hands, her face still coated by the blackberry juice from earlier. Mono stared at the little girl with shock for a few seconds before an evil grin spread across his lips. If that was how she was going to play, then he was going to play too. Picking up another blackberry, Mono moved like the wind and like six before, splatted it right in her face, on her nose. The giggling soon faded as six stared up at Mono, who was grinning at her smugly, his clawed hands planted on his hips. Six grinned smugly back at him before she grabbed the remaining berries, and into Mono's face they went, covering the boy's face in berry juice. Mono repeated her actions, and within seconds, both Wendigo children were covered in sweet berry juice. Six stuck her tongue out, running it all over her face, catching what was left of the berries on her tongue before she put it back in her mouth. A smile spread across her face as the taste of the blackberries exploded within her mouth, and she wiped her face free from berry juice, then brought them both to her lips to lick them clean. Mono followed in her footsteps, and seconds later, they were both clean. Six giggled, loving the taste of the blackberries on her tongue, wondering why the hell she didn't eat them before when they were whole. Now that she tried them, she wanted more. They were so good! Better than any other food she tried previously at the nest. Mono must have figured out what she wanted because he smiled and pulled his paper bag that he used to wear from his right pocket. And to Six's delight, there were several blackberries inside. The little girl's smile became even wider and she bounced on the spot like the excited child she was now. Mono smiled back and placed the bag in between them, letting Six try a full one first to see how she would like it, before they dug in, getting themselves covered in red juice in the process. But the two didn't mind, they could always clean up later. When the berries were gone, Mono and Six curled up close to each other. Six's head resting against Mono's shoulder, her eyes shutting slightly. She put her left hand on her full stomach. Mono smiled as well, his heart filled with happiness and delight as he stroked Six's hair and hummed the tune from her music box, lulling her to sleep. The memory of the fun the two had earlier. It was short-lived, yes, but it was still fun and the most he'd ever had before the house and before Six. And in all honesty, he wished for moments like these, despite the world they lived in. But he had a feeling with Six by his side, there truly could be room for happy moments like these, no matter how rare they could be.